You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on Wednesday, I speak to Skull Clow, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town. I get bored sometimes, Skulk. Occasionally I say it, but I was just looking at a JSC year-to-date graph, the all-share index, and it's right at the bottom of a range, but it's in a range. It's done nothing in RAND terms for a year. It's done more in dollar terms. In other words, it's gone down. But it's it actually, you sometimes think the market is grinding lower and this is grinding me down psychologically. What do you think? I, I can't agree more, Lindsay. It's um, it's it's uh, we've we've put, we started this the show I think for the past you know four weeks with, with a similar message. It's yeah. just what what's going on in the market, and I kept on getting this feeling that we we at some pivotal point, you know, some breakout point, and and I, I can't tell you if it's going to be the up you know breakout or, or down breakout, but it's just as you mentioned, it's just going nowhere slowly. You've got yeah. this one one percent you know up day and. One percent down day, up day, just going no, no way slowly. Um, but I think a lot's got to do with 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 the current um, messages coming out from the west. Uh, I mean, uh, we we focus a lot on 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 the east. You know, that the with, with China coming out with with horrible economic figures, uh, economic data. Just, but but the west is sort of now at, at a, a really pivotal point where. We've we've had this conversation where the, the remember sixty eight percent of the U.S. GDP is is driven by the consumer. Exactly, uh, that's just a fact. And and we've we've said that you know what drove the the the, the, the GDP. What what drove the fact that you know uh, unemployment kept on staying low. Low interest and, and rates. Things seem, yeah, exactly. Interest rates actually moved up now. Jamie Dimon, yesterday came out, and, and for the listeners that don't know who Jamie Dimon is, is it's his, um, he's the CEO and chairman of, of JP Morgan. He's Tech, a rich banker, uh, in other words. Oh, yeah. So he's been, he's been that. I mean, I think that that must be one of the longest standing uh, CEOs ever for, 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 for a, a US bank. It's be, he's been the CEO. Uh, don't correct me. I think it, or correct me if, if, if I'm right. I think it's something like 2004. I don't think it's 2007. It's, it's been the CEO for, for very, very long, close to two decades. But anyway, he came out and he said, he, he, he firmly believed that the, 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 the U.S. is not ready um, for for the Fed rate to go to seven percent. Uh, I mean, he he always felt that a movement from zero to uh, let's call it a, a, a two three maybe four percent oh, that could could work. Uh, moving to to three to five percent will be stretching it, and he think that the U.S. economy will will hurt. But he personally think a movement to seven percent. Um, that might just kill the the U.S. economy. And I'm paraphrasing that word, but I, that's the message I got. Um, and and I do believe that that's the case. I've said it. I mean, the U.S. economy is driven by the the, the consumer, sixty eight percent. That consumer drove the economy firstly with the the savings, excess savings they have, the COVID savings, up. and which are apparently because of, um, and we've spoken about this before. Apparently, they're not depleted, but they're seriously lower than they were. So all that spending, that pent up spending, skunk, 
has now not disappeared, but it's certainly not as robust as it was. And that's why, as you quite rightly say, a consumer-led economy is suffering or starting to suffer. Mm. Yeah, and um, I mean, uh, to your point, I mean, it, it's most probably not depleted. Well, if, if if the Fed, the San Francisco Fed is anything to go by, they they judged that, that it went down to with 500 billion in March, 190 billion, you know, with their most recent calculations. And their words were very, very firm, you know, when they ended that report stating that it should be depleted by the end of quarter three, uh, 2023. Which which just means, you know, Bob, by this this Friday, this quarter, this Saturday, that'll be gone. I mean, mm. the 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 excess saving will be gone. I've, I've I've often had this conversation, you know, looking at debt in, in the U.S. They didn't have debt. Now suddenly they're sitting with a trillion dollars worth of debt. Now remember during the the, the global financial crisis, uh, credit card debt went from three hundred billion to six hundred billion, and it was mayhem. Yeah. Now it's trading at a trillion dollars. Um, so, so I don't think the U.S. citizen have any any room left to maneuver. Um, so, well, durable goods today said uh, uh, told us a different story. You know, told told us uh, that that things are you know clearly clearly looking. You know, you know, after after yesterday's um, uh, consumer confidence levels, which which actually came out exactly the way I thought it's going to come out, it disappointed on the on the downside. Um, but today, you know, U.S. durable goods came out, you know, point two percent month on month growth um, when it contracted in July by five point six percent. They expected it to still contract. Um, during August, let's call it 1.2, 1.3-ish percent, but it came out positive, 0.2. And I think it's interesting to note, you know, what what drove this? It was the increase was led by computers, you know, machinery and, and electrical equipment. So clearly this whole AI thing, uh, companies buying uh, computer equipment, you know, is still very much the, the, the hot topic. We also know that during covid We've had things like um, supply chain blockages, and I think just uh, with with that now being something in the past, I think a lot of companies are playing catch up. How long this will last? Uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be, you know, too long. Um, but but that's it. Um, that just just is putting a bit of a dampen on on the, on the U.S. markets because why? Um, while these figures are coming out. You know, fairly positive. Um, it just says that Powell's not really gonna gonna ease off on 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 this hiking cycle. No, and, um, and, and on that note, I mean, we'll come to the spot prices in a moment. Mm. But I was just looking at a graph, and around about three and a bit years ago, the U.S. ten-year yield was a 065 percent. And I've re- I've just conducted a really excellent interview with a very clever chap in London, a portfolio manager, talking about the U.S. Treasury market, and it's gone from you know two thirds of a percent. In other words, below 1% up to its current level of 4. Point, as I look at my screen, 4.55%. It's a mm. massive, mm. massive move. People say, oh, it's about 4% up. But in percentage terms, and in terms of the fact that this is a $25 trillion market, this is hugely impactful. So go to strictlybusinesspodcast.com and listen to that interview, which is up there right now. Very, very 
insightful. Let's get back to South Africa now, please, Scott. Just, because, just before we move on, yes. before we move on, I think it's very important for the listeners to to note what you just said because what you just said was was extremely important. Um, I mean, Lindsay usually just you know mentioned these these these, these yields. You know, the yields went up from one to four and a half percent. I mean, that what does that really mean? You know, when you look at South African terms, um, when our bond yields, if you look at our bond yield, if our bond yields increase by one percent. That, in capital terms, means there will there was an effect of capital loss of more or less seven percent. So, if you invested your money in 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 a you know let's call it some local bond, and the yield went from nine percent to ten percent, you effectively lost seven percent of your capital value. Now, let's move back to what you just said. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the 10-year treasury yield went from pretty much zero. Let's call it 0.5 percent to 4.5 percent yeah. over a very, very short period of time. Let's just take that four percent and multiply it with seven and see what a lot of investors, investors, you know, lost during that time. Um, that's that's unbelievable. I looked at the graph last night where I look at, at the treasury yield U.S. Treasury yields relative against the S&P 500. You haven't seen such a massive, massive movement, you know, in relative terms, you know, ever. I mean, so yeah, I am a bit worried. I, I, I I'm definitely a bit worried about the U.S. markets. Um, I'm, I'm definitely worried about the, the U.S. recession. What effect that could have, if it and or when it should happen. I still firmly believe it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think that's 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 uh, that's going to be interesting and and just mix into that factor. You know, while while you know Treasury yields are, are moving upward, this is naturally attractive. So, firstly, it is attracting money, so that you see that the dollar improving, but also. People are moving money out of other assets into the safer option, namely the dollar. We've seen so called safer, than the dollar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. you know, the half a percent, which is rounding down to four and a half percent, which is also rounding down, has implications for consumers. We've spoken about consumers and their importance to the US economy. 68% of the GDP is down to consumers going out to Walmart and spending money and other retailers, obviously. It's also massively important to. Countries, other countries, not just the US, it's hugely important to corporates who don't have an efficient treasury department. Some of them don't anyway. They, they thought they could just sit down, go out for long lunches and come back and interest rates would be, you know, sub 1%, not at all anymore. So they're scrambling. And also the world's economies. And the when it unwinds as well, Scal, because I said to this fellow in London today, when it unwinds, what is the fallout of that unwind going to be? When somebody goes bust, when a hedge fund goes bust and has to cover, something is going to happen. Let's have a look at South Africa now. You must feel a bit nostalgic over the last few days because Anglo Gold Ashanti, primary listing now on the New York Stock Exchange, no longer the big daddy of the gold mining industry and listings on the JSC Securities Exchange. It is a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it's extremely sad. I mean... Uh, Why are you smiling we, we then? With, I can hear you smiling. Uh, well, I, I am because it's it's opening up a few doors for, for, for them. They haven't been, you know, let's be honest, they, they haven't had any South African exposure in, 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 let's call it two, three years since they sold all their South African mines to, to Harmony Gold. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 naturally, they haven't been the largest gold counter with 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 uh, gold gold fields 
supporting them as as the big 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 daddy. And you know, my question will be how long you know till till Goldfields follows suit because Goldfields effectively oh yeah South Deep left in, in South Africa. So um, yeah, Lindsay, this is this is. I mean, I'm not going to be nostalgic any, uh, anymore again. You know, <laughs> telling you about the the the, the, the JSE floor and how the whole third of the middle board was gold mines. You know, Elon's rant and, and all these little little little. Little gold mines. It is sad. Five gold mines left on the JSE as we speak. Four of them now having their primary listing in South Africa. One of them offshore. Yes, that's that's a that's a sad little affair. We were the largest producer of gold, um, you know, 15, 15 years ago. Nineteen seventy, Skulk. South Africa produced eleven hundred tons. 1,100 tons of gold, by far the biggest gold producer in the world. What is it now? Less than 100, I would say? Mm. No, it's, 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 I don't have the figures in front of me. All I can tell you is I think we're the nine, ninth largest uh, producer you know, of gold. So it's, it's, I know it's a it's limited quantity. Um, it is really expensive, you know, going down 10 kilometers into the ground and, and trying to go for a fetch. You know, and, and get get gold. I know it's it's not an maybe that lucrative anymore. But man, oh man, how the mighty has fallen! And then in a same sentence, we're currently the second largest, um, you know, platinum producer and, and largest palladium producer. I hope we can keep that. I mean, that's that's something we don't want to sit here again in in fifteen twenty years time. So remember when we were. The I won't be sitting talking to you in fifteen twenty years time. Let me tell you that, Scalpel. <laughs> much as I love you, I'm not going to be not sitting with a microphone. Uh, not with a microphone in front of us. There might be different things things uh, you know things in front of us, but definitely definitely not the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a terrifying thought. Okay, other uh, company, <laughs> other company news. Old mutual results, boring, and I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner towards the life assurers, but it, they really don't understand them. There's 220 pages of stuff to digest, and I can't digest it. I'm not clever enough. What else? Ascendis trading update, share price doing something, and Receivesware. You know, it's a penny platinum stock down nine percent the last time I looked at it. I don't know where it closed in thin conditions, but it's just. As I say, it's a grind lower. I said in my introduction, things are grinding lower, Skunk. Mm. We're losing we're losing companies. I mean that ascenders um update that you've seen is, is, is uh, they they brought out their results yesterday. Yes, a result no trading statement. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just uh, one of those really, really sad stories. I mean, um uh, I, I made the made the comment yesterday, you know, how to make a big fortune is, is you just had to put a, a small one five years ago. Or make a small fortune, make put a big one into Ascenders five years ago. Because <laughs> five years ago, this company was trading at ten rand per share. Yesterday, it closed at sixty nine cents. I mean, <sighs> and 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 they came out with their trading update, just stating that the I can't remember what the figures was, but they the headline loss is going to you know come down from eighty cents per eighty odd cents per share to about thirty odd. So you're still making a headline. They were loss too expensive. To- I remember talking to the very enigmatic. I think was a German fellow, the ex CEO, mm. and they bought companies in cyprus and they went into pet food nutrition and all that sort of thing i don't know what they went into but anyway now as you quite rightly say from 10 rand a share to below one rand a share and it's not tragic it's actually mismanagement and i don't care who knows Mm. it it was badly managed and they expanded too quickly and inappropriately skulk yeah 
No, no, I, I, I agree, Lindsay. Um, but the the, the follow up um, sense announcement today was they they are either considering. I'll, I'll, I'll call it up as we we sit here because it's not something that I really follow. Mm. Um, they actually just mentioned that they're either cons- considering or they they they've already going to do that, but they're considering delisting. Um, delisting. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, but um, shareholders are hereby advised that the company has initiated a process to investigate and proce- progress a potential delisting of Ascenders from the JSE. Another company looking to delist. The JSE is just getting smaller and smaller. I mean, I sat in front of a client today. I sat in front of a client today, and he, he, he said, Scott, please just. I'm invested in in, in 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 some of these you know darlings of the JSE, but tell me tell me why I should still remain invested. He's, he's got an offshore portfolio, and and he says, well, shouldn't I just be adding you know these these local stocks because the JSE is getting smaller and smaller and more illiquid and more illiquid, and every month I get an update you know from you you know stating that foreigners were were again. Net sellers, you know, mm. of South African equities. Maybe, maybe that's what what Warren Buffett usually referred to as is that's the actual time where you want to be invested. And to paraphrase, quote him, saying, "Going to be be fearful when everyone is greedy, and greedy when everyone is fearful." Yeah. Um, the JSC companies. No, no, and I understand there is the likes of the ascenders, and I mean, you just mentioned uh, Old Mutual, but I'm, I, I must admit, Lindsay. I mean, I think this past few months, you and I have had a lot of conversation companies that brought out results. And every single time I'll tell you, well, they expected X, but I mean, they brought out an X plus type of earnings. So I think a lot of these companies are, are, are beating expectations. Um, but these these valuations are just getting more and more distressed. Somewhere along the line, they will attract attention again. And usually that attention comes with the, 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 the attention turning towards emerging markets. And again, I just want to finish off this the same. Looked at the graph yesterday, up to yesterday, um, where I compared uh, the MSCI emerging market against uh, the, the MSCI world, which is the, uh, let's call it the MSCI all-country world index without the without the, the, the emerging markets. And naturally, the outperformance of MSCI world, aka the U.S., has been phenomenal. The underperformance of emerging markets has just been crazy. Over the past three years, even with these distress levels that we're seeing um, in the South African market, you know, also known as JSE, we still managed to outperform the MSCI emerging market over the past three years. So just remember, we 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 we're a little fish in a very very big pond. And I think when that attention again gets turn towards some of these emerging markets and these opportunities they provide, which is naturally not now and hasn't been, but they, it will again happen again. I think South Africa is going to be quite an interesting you know, shop, shopping uh, shopping list for some of these bigger international fund managers. I love your optimism. Let's have a look at the markets now. I'm not going to talk about Old Mutual because you've already depressed me enough. <laughs> good company. Very, very good company, but not particularly interesting results. Dollar Rand, 19.16. British pound against the Rand, 23.27. Euro Rand is 20.16. Euro dollar, 105.20 now. Euro that has fallen 0.4% against the greenback. Yields rise in the United States. More of that in a moment. Gold price, yeah, it's not great. It's down nearly $20 
was announced at 1881. The platinum price is down $19 to $900 on the nail. And palladium just down a few dollars to $12.26. Now let's have a look at the all important oil price. And it's really important today because it keeps on going. Brent crude oil, $96.39, up 2.6% today. West Texas crude, $93.82, up 3.8%. These are big numbers. Natural gas up nearly 3%. It just goes on and on and on. The energy complex is going bonkers ahead of winter. Maybe it's just people stocking up and this will be the end of the buying spree. US 10-year bond yield, mainly I think because of the inflationary aspects of the energy prices and also the activities of hedge fund managers, 4.564%. Let's call it now, it's just ticked up now, 4.57%. The South African 10-year bond yield, 10.83% on the close. S&P 500 futures, and they were up earlier on today by about uh, 0.4, 0.5%. Actually unchanged, let's call it 4,315. Bitcoin, if you care, 26,238, which is barely changed on the day, just slightly higher, to be fair. What about the closing JSC indices? Skull, with a couple of individual stocks thrown in, and also value traded, of course. All right, so, so on the JSC, I think uh, not a not a lot I can... Uh, I can uh, you know, highlight as uh, you know, big movers. We we had a uh, trading update by uh, Grand Parade. Also, not really a company I follow. Didn't Sorry, trade, it, did it? I looked results. at it, and there was no financial, trade. Financial results. Now the financial results came out. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it was already guided. 19th of September, they already guided that the uh, headline earnings per share is going to be up you know, under 70 to under 90%. And, and they came out with that actual result today. And, and that you know just surprised the, the investors even oh. further. The share price up 6.7%. Oh, no, because so when so I looked at it, there was no trade. It was, uh, But obviously, people suddenly got stuck in. Oh, well done. Uh, at least there's some right. positive there. Yeah, some positives there. But besides that, as you mentioned, it was just such a yeah, a, a boring day. Not a not a very very attractive day to 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 be invested. My uh, you mentioned the the Anglo Gold. I mean that uh, seven percent really down. Hurt, hurt me today, so I'm not going to elaborate too much. But I mean, uh, so did some of the other other um, uh, gold mines. Harmony down six and a half percent. Exaro down 5%, Goldfields down 4.2%, and this doesn't dig gold out of the ground, but Bites down 3.5%. These are big numbers, Skalk. On the upside, on my screen anyway, Sappy up 3.6%, Aspen a 3% winner, Sassel up 2.25%, Sogo Sun up one6 and Alphamin up 1.5%. Yeah, Skalk, we were talking off air earlier on, and you're going fishing this weekend in Stillby. And I can tell you that that is going to give you some sort of solace. That is going to rejuvenate you. Because looking at these screens today and picking up the phone to people that say, what should I be doing, Skunk? Forget about it and go and catch some Kalyun and, and another delicious fish. Can't wait. I, I seriously can't wait. Lindsay, now it's a... Uh... I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, some uh, definitely some 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 well-deserved risk, and also I'm spending some time with my time with my brothers. Um, oh, you I, mean JC? That I'm looking for JC and and Peter, my two brothers. I don't but know yeah, Peter, but I, mean, I know JC. But don't don't give him my regards because he's ignored me for three years. <laughs> won't I won't do so then? <laughs> but uh, back to your questions on uh, JSE today. When yes, you look please. at the JSE. It closed the day 0.66% down at 72,174 points. 
the JSE resources, they were down, oof, ouch, 1.32%, while the industrials were down 0.3%. Financials also down with half a percent, with the daily value trade being really, really Oh, my goodness, tell me. Dead, 16.5 billion rand. Now, just to put that in perspective, this is now the fourth day in a row where we haven't made the 20 billion mark again. So really, really very, very small and, and low volumes going through the JSC. And just reiterate what we said earlier about, um, you know, the, the, the lowish and uh, illiquid market that the JSE has become. All right, looking to the West, as we currently sit here, the Dow Jones is down 72, uh, 27 basis points, hmm. currently trading at 33,527 points. S&P 500 is literally Flat. square for the day. That's hmm. it. So is the NASDAQ. So let's see see how that goes. Let's see uh, how the rest of the market or rest of the day goes. Scout more important things than 16.5 billion this and uh, two point. 3% that have a lovely weekend fishing with your family and we'll speak at the same time next Wednesday that's Scalclo Portfolio Manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town and that was the 5 o'clock shadow The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.